0: Well, good morning, Cedar Creek Church. It is great to see you on this Sunday morning. My name is Danny Wilson. I'm the campus pastor here at our Banks Mill location. And I have the opportunity today to share God's word with you. And before I say anything else this morning, could I ask you to show a little grace this morning? If we get to like the 1045, 1050 time frame and people come in the worship service to get a seat, just smile at them, let them know you're glad they're here. I guess they forgot to set their clock. So just show them some grace this morning, a little bit of mercy. But anyway, I am thrilled to be here today. You know, one of the things I really, really appreciate is when Pastor Philip um, gives staff the opportunity to stand and to speak here. Because one of the things I want you to understand is there in my life at least, there is nothing like having the opportunity to share with you today. Standing backstage, I felt the adrenaline pump, and I was ready to get out here i 'm so excited about the message that god 's laid on my heart today. But with that also comes incredible responsibility Um, and to stand here and to make sure that I've studied, to make sure that what I'm sharing today is accurate from God's word is always, always, always in the back of my mind and I always want to make sure that that's done in a very accurate way and true to what scripture teaches. So with it, there's some fear um, just that I I let God down so to speak and that that I'm not as faithful as I should be. But I just want you to know I am thrilled to stand here today. I'm thrilled about this message today and my hope and my prayer is that you just pray and ask God to open your heart to whatever it is that he wants to say to you today. But I do want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And thanks for remembering to set that clock this morning. But um, the message today, you'll notice on the bulletin you got when you came in, Jesus saves now what? And you may be going, well, that's a weird title. Where did that come from? So I'm going to go back to last week when Rick, our adult ministries director, um, shared a message on the fact that Jesus saves. And I want to follow up with that message with now what? So that's why the message title. And just to remind, you that if you missed last week, I highly encourage you to go online this week or on our app and find that message and listen to it, because hopefully today will even make more sense after you've done that. And Rick did just an amazing job last week of just reminding us that Jesus saves and that Jesus saves everybody and anybody who will call on him. And you'll remember last week, if you were here, he talked about the fact that Jesus saves the wayward, he saves the uninterested. He saves the religious and he saves the self-righteous among all the other people he saves. And and he did a great job looking at some stories from God's word that illustrate that. But the point is that Jesus does save. Scripture says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So salvation and that relationship with God through Jesus Christ is available to anybody who will call upon him and enter that relationship. And so one of the things I want you to realize today and remember today is that salvation, that relationship with Jesus, is not the end, but it is actually the beginning. It's the beginning of learning how and the beginning of God transforming our lives to be more and more like Jesus and more and more like him. So that is by no way. Our salvation is not that ending point. It's a starting point for God to do some amazing things in our lives. And one of the amazing things he does is not only does he save us, but once we enter a relationship with him, he then gives us the responsibility of reaching other people. Of sharing that message of love and hope and forgiveness with other people. And so we need to take that very seriously. And and the passage I'm going to look at today talks about the fact of salt and light. We're called to be salt and life once we enter that relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And last week, uh, Rick spoke briefly on that whole idea of salt. Today, I'm going to take a little bit more time and develop this whole idea that we're called to live lives of light in this dark, dark world that we live in. So this morning, that's where I'm going. For those of us who have a relationship with Jesus Christ and we we are walking with him and we've entered that through, through Jesus, that now we have the responsibility to live and to do something with our lives to shine and to share Jesus with other people. And so, as I do that this morning, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. I want to go ahead and read that, and then we're going to dive right in. So join me as I read those verses. Here's what God's Word says. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, So that everyone will will praise your heavenly Father. Wow, what a powerful three verses right there! And we're going to unpack that over the next few minutes. And the very first thing I want you to see in that first verse in verse fourteen, it starts with the word you. So let me tell you real quick who the you is we're talking about here. This is Jesus speaking to Christ followers. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, God definitely wants to speak to you. God definitely wants to share with you. God definitely wants you to get some things out of his word. But I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to share with you this morning is for those people who have a relationship with Jesus Christ already. They have surrendered to him and he's the Lord and Savior of their life. So you need to understand if that's you, the message today is personally for you and you need to understand that. And then I also think it's interesting that Jesus talks about this whole idea of light of the world. And I started thinking about light of the world. Why why do we need light? And I started thinking it's pretty obvious why we need light. Turn on the TV, read the newspaper, get online, and it won't take you long at all to realize we live in an extremely, extremely dark time. There's little hope, there's little direction, everybody's worried about themselves, it's a very selfish world that we live in now, and really, to just look around, this is a dark, dark place, mainly because the people on this, the, on this planet are selfish and self-centered and we're worried about ourselves and ourselves at all costs, and so because of that, we live in, in a pretty rough place, in a pretty dark place. And so Jesus talks about the idea and the importance of light, which is what we're going to be talking about in just a second. I also thought about why did Jesus use this picture of light? Why did he talk about us being light? There's a lot of other things that he could have used, but he says that you're light. And I thought about three things, and I think there's many, many things, but one is light reveals. There was a time in my life when my alarm clock went off and I went into the bathroom and I flipped on the light that I looked in the mirror at my hair and I thought, oh, that needs some work done on. That doesn't look too good. And I know that doesn't happen to any of you, but a light would reveal if you might need to do something to your hair before you go out and fix that rug. It might also help you realize, you know what, I need to shave today. I got a little five, five o'clock shadow here. I got to clean that up. It may remind you you need to brush your teeth. But when you flip that light on, uh, it reveals to you in that mirror, it shows you, hey, Something needs to happen here. I also thought about the whole idea that it exposes, that light really does expose things. I'll never forget about a year ago, I had some spots on my head that I need to have looked at. And when I went into the dermatologist and sat down in the chair, one of the first things he did was bring up an incredibly bright light and shine it on my head so that he could see everything that was happening up there, which even though I'm bald, it's still there was a lot happening there and he needed to get some stuff out. And even as he went and did the procedure, he turned this bright light on it to begin to cut those things out. So it reveals The other thing it does is is light causes darkness to flee. If we were to turn off the lights in this worship center right now and all I had was just a mere little candle, um, it would put off some light in here. No, it wouldn't light it like it is right now, but the minute I lit that, darkness flees from that. It it dispels, it it, it, um, goes away whenever you light that light. And so I started thinking about maybe those are some reasons he chose to use this because as believers, we should be revealing him to other people. Or maybe we should be exposing to other people their need for Jesus and the fact that sin separates them from God and there's no hope and there's no peace apart from him. Or maybe it's just that we're supposed to be living where we are planted and by doing that, our light gives off a light and it reveals Jesus to other people, that we dispel that darkness. Not totally sure why I used that, but I think it was a great picture. So what I want to do today is just spend our next few minutes together exploring this whole topic of light. So if you'll look on your card, point one there, you'll see that Christ's followers are light that is not hidden. That might sound like a crazy thing to say to you, except if you read the verse, listen to what it says. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. What I want you to understand today is that Christ's followers, we're told here that we are a light, God expects for us to be a light. It's not a choice that we get to make. As a Christ follower, we are to shine. We are to be a light wherever it is that God's put us. He's told us very clearly that that needs to be the case. And it kind of dawned on me a couple weeks ago as as I was flying into Phoenix to visit my niece. And we're going along. It's pitch black, dark outside. We're over the desert. And then all of a sudden, the light of Phoenix begins to show up. And it is gorgeous. I mean, and there's no way you can hide the lights. God can hide it through some cloud cover, but man can't hide that. I mean, it is gorgeous flying in there at night, seeing all of those beautiful lights. And I was just reminded, that's what God wants us to do in our lives. In this dark, dark world, he wants us to shine and to not be hidden. And that is so important. And one of the things I started thinking about again is that this really is a great picture, this picture of light and why Jesus used it and how you and I can be light to this world that we live in. And I just jotted down a few thoughts on this of why that's such a great picture for us, a great picture of light and how we're light. I first started thinking about this. We live in a world that, that there, there's very little forgiveness there. You mess up, you make a mistake, boom, you're going to get pounced on. And people have a hard time letting go of things, a hard time for forgiving, to forgive you for that. And as believers, we don't operate that way. We share with others the same forgiveness that was offered to us. And we give that to people. And that's what I, one of the things, many, many things I love about this church is this is a place you can come and have a messed up life and have some stuff going on in your life, but it's a place you can come for forgiveness. And we don't hold that over your head and we don't lord that over you. We want to help you take that next step because we all have those next steps that we need to take. I thought about the whole idea of grace and mercy. We should be lights in this community of grace and mercy of saying to people, hey, you may have made this mistake and the world may say you need to pay this price and do this, and yes, there are consequences to our decision, but we should show grace and mercy and give to people things that maybe they don't deserve that forgiveness, or maybe give to them a second or third or fourth chance. That's given to us, and we need to give that to other people, or I think about hope. How many people come through the doors of this church absolutely broken and torn up and feel like they're at the end of the road and once they get here and find out, hey, you know what, this is a place that's safe. This is a place I can open up. This is a place that people love me and care about me and they serve a God that loves and cares about me and gives second and third chances and can get past the mistakes I've made. It provides hope and that's the kind of light we should shine wherever we go. We should also give people direction. We should also be able, through the way we live and treat them, to provide them peace. That it's okay to come and talk to us. It's okay to ask us to pray for you. It's okay to help you walk through this situation. It should be a place of peace and rest. And our lives should be that way and shine that way. So, what we need to understand is that we are absolutely called to be light that's not hidden but it's out there for people to see and out there to understand that God loves them and God cares about them. It's not about us, it's about getting people to Jesus. And the other thing we need to know is this, that when you follow Jesus Christ, people are watching. You know, I think a lot of times we think that we can be long-ranger Christians and do our own thing and nobody's watching, nobody's taking notice. And I'm telling you, people take notice. When they know you're following Jesus, they're watching you. And we need to really stop and think about what is the light we're shining? Is it the light of Jesus or is it light that reflects on us? And is it light that, that kind of draws us to the, to the center or are we focused on Jesus and getting them to Jesus? You'll notice in your outline this morning that I've left some space for, app, for application. A couple of things I wanna ask you as we think about this point. First of all, are you hiding your light? I'd like to ask you just to write that down. Are you hiding your light? And here's what I mean by that. You know, we know from God's word that he's called us to, to shine this light. And out of selfishness, maybe, are you hiding that light? Your life has become so much about you and what you want and what you desire. And the thoughts of loving somebody else, of extending grace and mercy or forgiveness to them isn't something that you want to do. So out of selfishness, you cover that light and you hide that light. Or maybe for you, it's greed. Greed and you're so focused on getting something, whether that's money, the right job, the right home, whatever that might be, you're so focused on that that it shut out the light. It shut out the fact that God can and does wanna use you, but you're so focused on that thing, he can't do that. Or maybe for you it's living in comfort, Maybe it's that you just simply desire something that's not God's plan for you. You know from God's word what He wants. You know what His will is, but you've gotten so focused on your desires that it's like, "No nah, God, I'm not going to worry about that right now. There's time to do that later. Those are just a few of the ways that we can hide our light. So my question to you today is, are you hiding your light? And then the other thing is uh, that I would ask you is to think about, how can you let your light shine? How can we begin to change it if we're hiding it? Or what are some ways we can do that? And a few I thought about. One is pray. Ask God to help you know how to shine that light. He knows best how that needs to take place in your life. So pray and ask him, God, how do I begin to let my light shine where you've put me? Or how about this? Serving people. Not just serving them, but serving them in Jesus' name. And as you're serving them, reminding them that they're important, that they're special, that they're created by God, that the reason you're serving them is because God serves you, God loves you, and you're doing that out of gratefulness and thankfulness to him. But figure out how we can serve people and let them know why we're doing it. It's because God's changed us, because God serves us, and we're grateful and thankful for that. Or what about this? Simply to remember it's not about you, and we don't like to hear this. But the reality is once we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, it really isn't about us anymore. And just so you know, I didn't make that up. Galatians 2.20, listen to what God's word says. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Listen to this. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Did you hear that this morning? When you surrender your life to Jesus, it is no longer about you. You've died to yourself and it becomes about living for Jesus Christ. And so one of the ways that we can learn to shine our light is to get out of the way and say, God, this isn't about me. It's not about my comfort. It's not about my schedule. It's not about my plans. My life is yours. I've died to myself. You show me what I need to do. You show me how I need to live my life. You show me how I need to shine. So it's getting out of the way and remembering you're not the center of the world anymore. It's all about God. And then how about this one? Um, Just live for Jesus where you are. This one seems so simple, but how do you let your light shine? Just live for Jesus right where you are. First Corinthians, Paul says this to us in verse 31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whether you're eating, drinking, driving your car or on a sports field, doing some hobby you've got, whatever, and whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Live Just live for God, live for Jesus right where you are, and that's how you shine your light for him. So the first thing we need to understand today is that a Christ follower, we cannot hide our light. We have got to get it out there and share with people, let them know about the God that loves them and cares about them. A second thing I want you to take notice of is that Christ followers are light that shines. And that kind of sounds weird to you. You're gonna see where I'm going with that in a minute. But Christ followers are light that actually shine and make a difference. Listen to verse 15. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So for just a minute, we need to understand that Christ followers are to illuminate or they're to reveal the way to hope, to peace, to forgiveness, to direction. We're to point people that way, not point them to us. We're to point them to Jesus. We're to point them to God. And now it is our goal to shine and to help people reveal to them and illuminate the way to get to Jesus and help them get there themselves. We also need to understand this morning that our world absolutely needs for us to shine because it is a dark place. It is a frustrating place to live. It is a place that can drain every bit of hope out of you. It can make you go in all different directions, not knowing which is right, which is wrong. So they need this light. They need this revelation of where they need to go with their life. You know, our very mission here at Cedar Creek Church is to help people find their way back to God. And let me remind you, the verse that that is rooted in comes out of 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. And listen to what it says. And all of this is a gift from God. And by the way, the gift he's talking about here is talked about in the verse prior. That's always important to read scripture in context. And the verse before this talks about the fact that you and I are born again. We have a new life. We're new creations because of what God has done in us. And that's what this verse is talking about. That life transformation of the previous verse, that is the gift from God. And it goes on to say that this gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us his task, listen, of reconciling people to himself. Yes, yes. Every Christ follower that is a part of Cedar Creek Church, you need to understand your mission is the same mission as Cedar Creek Church. And that is to help people find their way back to God right out of his word. And we need to understand that as we live and we shine that light, then that helps people be drawn to him and allows God to work in their life and begin to reveal their need for him. So this is very important what we're talking about today. I also want you to notice another couple things, that we don't hide that light. He's very clear here. You don't put that light under a bowl. You know, it would be crazy if in your home the power went out and it was nighttime and you lit a candle and put it under something. Or you took that flashlight and you turned it over and you laid it on the table where where it wouldn't shine at all. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. You would never, ever do that because you need that light. And one of the things I just remind you is this world that we live in, they need the light of Jesus. So why in the world, when we're in a relationship with them, would we hide that light? Would we hide what God's doing in our life? That we would hide the things that God's showing and revealing us? Why would we hide those from a world that needs it so desperately? It doesn't make any sense. It sounds crazy. And it is crazy that we wouldn't be willing to provide the same light of love and forgiveness to other people that was provided for us. So that's just not a good idea to do that. We need to be available for God to use us to shine his light to a dark, dark world. We're called to our stand. If I use the word here, putting that light on a stand, we're called to put our light on a stand and our stand is our lives. And our lives need to be that light that reflects Jesus. So a couple of application points for you. Are you shining the light of God's love? Are you shining the light of God's love today? Do you offer peace? Do you offer hope? Do you offer forgiveness to other people? Or is your life all about you? And your life is all about making sure that you're comfortable and that you're okay. Or is it really about reaching out to other people? Do you, through the way you live, point people to Jesus? Because I remind you today from Rick's message last week, God's passion is to save people. And he will use us to do that as we allow him to do that. Second thing is, who is your everyone? This verse talks about the fact that you put that light out for everyone to see. My question to you is, who is your everyone? Who are the people that you work with? Who are the people in your family? Who are the people in your neighborhood? Who are the people that you hang out with when when you're just doing fun things? Who is your everyone that God's calling you to be a light to? Because I believe with all of my heart, God puts us and plants us in certain places for a reason. And he wants us to shine for those people around us. And so my question is, who does God want you to shine for and around? Who does he want you to reflect him to? Because he's put people around you strategically that will allow you to do that. The third thing I want you to get. So we know that our light's not to be hidden. We also know that our light is to shine, absolutely shine. And then finally, our light is for others. Our light is for other people. And verse 16 words it this way In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Powerful, powerful verse here. Just like a light gives off light, we should allow our good deeds to shine. Listen to this so other people will praise God. Think about that for a minute. As you live your life in obedience to God, people will take note of that. And not everybody will do this and understand that. But as you live for him and you shine for him, the natural result is for people to be drawn to that and then for them to praise God because they're beginning to understand God a little bit more because you treat them differently than anybody else. You offer them things nobody else offers them. And that stands out to people. They get that. They understand that. And so we got to understand today that our good deeds, the way we live our life, absolutely is part of shining for Jesus. And it absolutely matters. And our lives should be lived in a way that calls other people to see Jesus and to praise him. And just notice that our good works in this verse very clearly. It says that that light is for all, to be, for all people to see for everybody to take advantage of and everybody to be able to to see that light. And we've got to understand that today. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if we like them. It doesn't matter if we get along with them. None of that stuff matters. God is about... Entering a relationship with people, no matter who they are, where they are, what walk of life they're in. And as we shine our light, it's probably gonna be shown to some people that we don't think deserve it. It's probably gonna be shown to some people that we feel like how in the world could God save them or why in the world would I wanna do that when they've done this or that to me? And what I would say to you is this, God's light, the light he wants you to shine is for everybody and you let him sort it out from there. You just shine exactly where he's put you because that's what matters. And, you know, I had to think about that for a minute because I started thinking about the fact, you know, when I really think about it, it comes right down to it. Um, I'm not a very good person. I'm sinful and I'm broken and I'm messed up like everybody else, but God loved me enough to send Jesus Christ to die for me that I could be in a relationship with him. So again, why in the world would I not give that to other people and give them an opportunity to know God as well? Because we're all messed up, but yet God's grace is for everybody. One other thing I would say with this point I think is really, really important to remember, and that is the light that we're talking about is not about being a religious person, okay? Um, A lot of times, unfortunately, I find out when you get around a lot of religious people, all of a sudden there's a lot of rules that have to be followed. And there's a lot of, of just certain things that cause them to be judgmental. And a lot of times those lives are lives of hypocrisy. And people practice that religious type living to hide that stuff. I'm not talking about that here. What I'm talking about here and the light we're talking about here is a light that's humble, it's loving, and in that humbleness and in that love, it's very truthful because we're going to have situations where as we shine that we're going to have to talk to people, we're going to have to be honest with people, we're going to have to share things with people that are hard, but when we do that in humility and love, we can also be truthful with them. So we need to understand that this light, it's important, and it's very, very important because it's a light that's shining for other people. A couple of application points here I would would get you to jot down. Is your life about doing good to others to point them to Jesus? Think about that. The verse tells us really clearly here that our good deeds are to cause other people to glorify God. My question to you today is, is your life about doing those good deeds to help point people to Jesus? Or maybe you've lost focus and it's become about you. So my challenge would be to to ask yourself and ask God to help you move to doing that good for other people that will point them back to him. Another question I would ask you is, who have you excluded from your good deeds and from the light of God's goodness? Who have you excluded because you don't like them? You don't like their behavior. You don't like what they've done to you. You don't like the way they've treated you. Who have you excluded from that? Because I'll remind you today, the light that God wants to shine through you is for everybody. And we can't expect someone to live a life of godliness and a life that honors him if they don't know him. They're probably living like they don't know God for a reason because they don't know him. And God might be using you to shine that light to help them know him. So it's important that we're not selective in who that light shines for, but that we just shine where he puts us. And then the other thing is, what can you do to love in a way that causes others to praise God? What can you do to love and live in a way that causes other people to praise God? I, just a few I jot down, you can help them when they're in need, just reach out and help people. Very few people are willing to get involved in other people's lives to stay in time. And by just doing that, that's a great way for your good deeds to cause them or the possibility of them to praise God through what you did for them. Or maybe just loving them, serving them. Who knows, maybe you just need to forgive somebody in your life and give them that freedom that they feel like they're under some kind of weight from you and just saying to them, hey, i forgive you for that. And I know God's gotta help us do that many, many times, but maybe that's what he wants to do is to allow you to be that light by providing that forgiveness. And again, there are so many ways that God might want to use your good deeds to cause others to praise him. And I would, I would t- ask him, Just asking God, what do I need to do in order for that to happen? You know, as I thought about this whole idea of being a light, I couldn't help but think of glow-in-the-dark stuff. And the way that glow-in-the-dark stuff works is you take whatever it is, a t-shirt, a little toy, whatever it is, and you expose that toy to light. And as you expose it to light, uh, for usually just a brief amount of time, and remove it from that light, then you can put it in darkness and it shines. I've also noticed this, that typically if you find a glow-in-the-dark item, the longer you leave it in the light, the brighter it shines. And I started thinking about that in light of today's message. And I thought, we live in a dark world. We know from Scripture that we in a relationship with Jesus, we're coming from a dark place, separation from Him. But what's amazing to me is that as we draw close to Him, then we begin to be filled with the light that Scripture talks about. Our life begins to be lived differently. We have patience, we have hope, we have direction. We're being able to forgive people that before we, uh, that we couldn't forgive. That list is very lengthy. But as we draw closer to God, all of a sudden, his light becomes our light. And here's even something more amazing. The closer we get to him and the longer that we're with him, the brighter that light gets. So the longer that you walk with Jesus, the longer you're in a relationship with him, not only do you have a light, but that light can get brighter and brighter and brighter in this dark world. And it matters. It matters so much that God tells us in his word that he waits to return, waits to come back and get his church for that next person to be in a relationship with him. So do you think it matters as believers that our lives are the light that God talks about? You better believe it, absolutely. Because God wants that one more person to be part of his family, that one more person to be his child. That's why this message is important today. Jesus absolutely saves you, but now what? He expects you to be a light for him and to make a kingdom impact and to help draw men and women and girls back into relationship with him. So this morning, that's my challenge. My prayer and my hope is you'll continue to look over, pray through these verses, ask God how you need to apply these personally because I do believe these are life-changing verses we're talking about here for you as well as for the world where God has put you. As you do that, God will change people's lives. So would you be willing to be that light that he's called you to be today? And then the other thing is, I recognize for some of you this morning, you're not in a relationship with Jesus or you wanna find out more about beginning that relationship. And I wanna encourage you at the end of the service to find a prayer encourager down front, visit us over at VIP, and let us talk with you a little bit more about beginning that journey. Because what I know is this, no matter what your past looks like, no matter how many mistakes you made, no matter how low you feel and down you feel about yourself, what I'm telling you is this, God, the creator of this universe, wants a relationship with you. And I know that because if he didn't, he could take you out right now. And the fact that you're still breathing tells me he wants a relationship with you, that Jesus died for you, and that he wants to day by day by day be a part of your life. So if we need to help you start that journey or answer questions about that, we would love to do that today because that's what we're all about here. So this morning, my hope and my prayer is that God has spoken to you where you are and that maybe you see some steps you can take to be that light or maybe some steps you need to take to enter that relationship with him today. Would you pray with me? Father, I wanna come to you and thank you for our time this morning. And Father, I wanna thank you for your absolutely amazing love. I'll never understand how a good, good God like you could love broken, hurt, disobedient people like us, but somehow you do that and you call us into that relationship with you. And I want to thank you for each man and woman and boy and girl in this worship center or with us online this morning that's made the decision to surrender their life to you, to allow you to be the Lord, to allow you to be the Savior of their life and how exciting that is this morning. But Father, also know that's not the end. That's only the beginning of what you want to do in our lives, but also how you want to use us in other people's lives. And my hope and my prayer is today that your word has spoken clearly to us about the need to be light for you, to seek your face, to seek your guidance, to allow you to fill us so that we can shine where you've placed us for your kingdom. So would you convict us and would you speak to us and would you remind us of your words in the days ahead? But Father, also pray for that person that needs to explore or maybe begin that relationship with Jesus that you would give them boldness and courage to reach out to us and to allow us to begin to talk about that and what that looks like and what that means and, and how they can know you personally because I do know that's your heartbeat and that's your passion, that people be in a relationship with you. So would you give that person the boldness to seek that help out and allow us to walk with them on that journey. Father, thank you so much for the privilege, uh, the responsibility that comes with being a Christ follower. And I pray that we would never be guilty of hanging on to that, never be guilty of, of covering that light But, Father, every day, every moment, we would be constantly looking for ways to shine for you because we do know that you use people to reach people. And, Father, what an awesome, incredible blessing that is. I just pray today your word would continue to speak to us, that you would challenge us and give us boldness to do whatever it is that you lead us to do. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.